I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. We welcome you to the show tonight. Uh, tonight's show is basically kind of a review going over the, the best and the worst of the day, going over some injuries, and then what we'll do is we'll take a quick peek into uh, what we're looking at for the, the Monday night games. For those of you who have a couple of people playing, uh, a couple of your players are playing tomorrow night, whether it's for a chance to, uh, to maybe make a comeback and win or to solidify a victory, we'll kind of go over a couple of the players for, for those uh, two games tomorrow night, two Monday night games. It's one of the better parts of week one. Uh, so what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and get started with our Kings and Stings section. Actually, no, sorry. We're going to get started with the news. Gotcha. All right, here we go. Uh, starting with the news, uh, we're basically going to go over injuries for the most part. Uh, Leonard Fournette's injury may not be so serious as originally thought. The Jaguars coach, Doug Marone, said he is pretty optimistic about Fournette's hamstring injury. Uh, the Jacksonville trainers are saying that the strain is in a good part of the leg, which is good news for Fournette owners, but the second-year running back should be considered questionable for week two. That's one thing about Fournette. While he is an absolute beast of a runner, uh, he does suffer from the, the soft tissue leg injury, so that's just, you know, that's something to kind of to watch out for. Maybe pick up Yeldon this week uh, as, a, as a backup option. Greg Olson uh, went to the locker room today, came out uh, of the locker room with a cast on the foot uh, and crutches. Uh, it was on the surgically repaired foot. Uh, so he is, uh, we'll, we'll kind of wait to see how that's going. He may be done for the year at this point. So that's, you know, another, you know, we got a couple of big name uh, tight ends that, uh, that uh, weren't able to get much done today. Um, Marquise Goodwin injured his quad. Uh, looking, uh, He returned to the game in the second half briefly before being taken out again. He finished with zero catches on one target. The positive news is that Goodwin was able to get back on the field, but it's clear that his quad was bothering him. He's likely to be on the injury report heading into week two with a quad contusion. Uh, he suffered the injury on a crossing route and took a, a knee to the thigh, a knee the crossing route that was wasn't all that deep, and the knee was that knee to the thigh actually came from a, a defensive tackle, I believe. Uh, so um, if he can't make it, Dante Pettis has definitely got to look at for this next week. Uh, Dave Njoku caught three passes before he was taken out. Looked like it was an ankle injury. Uh, he will face the Saints week two if his uh, ankle is is up for making the up for making it into the game. Uh, Marcus Mariota uh, was sidelined, came back into the game, and then eventually um, eventually uh, went back out again. Blaine Gabbard, I believe, actually finished the game. Uh, 
while it was initially thought the Titans uh, bench Mariota after he threw back-to-back interceptions, it turns out that he actually was injured. I believe he was injured uh, after a handoff. He's uh, Mariota's been struggling a little bit, so that's you know that's definitely something to keep an eye on. We at Skulking, I don't believe we had him very high in any of our rankings. He's just a guy to you know watch out for. Who knows? Uh, he's got a lot of talent, just hasn't necessarily been able to put it together uh, consistently. Uh, Doug Baldwin has a, a right MCL sprain. Uh, it, this actually is not on the same knee that was bothering bothering him all summer. He got his knee rolled up, uh, I want to say near the pile, as he was kind of blocking a little bit, and a defensive tackle kind of rolled up onto his leg. Uh, uh, he ended up coming back in, but then I believe, uh, again, they, they ended up taking him back out and uh, shut him down for the day. This is, a, this is a little bit concerning for Seahawks fans. Uh, however, Brandon Marshall had a pretty decent game today. Tyler Lockett. Uh, had a nice long uh, long touchdown. Uh, so there were some other guys that kind of stepped up a little bit. Uh, but uh, Doug Baldwin is definitely, you know, as, as the favorite target for Russell Wilson, this is definitely concerning. Uh, Delaney Walker's season is likely over with a dislocated ankle and a possible fracture. He was carted off the field. Uh, I believe they also put an air cast on it, which usually designates that it's it's broken. He is probably out, which sucks because I had him in both my leagues this year, so we'll definitely have to take a look at uh, who to possibly pick up on the waiver wire this next uh, for this next week, which uh, we'll be talking about, I believe, on tomorrow night's show uh, for who to look at for the waiver wire. And Aaron Rodgers left the game tonight uh, with... It looked like... Okay, here's the deal. It looked like a serious injury, but he managed to come back in uh, and and lead the lead the Packers to a win over the uh, over the Bears. Um, here's here's the deal. Every time he stepped up to throw, it looked like his knee was absolutely killing him, and that he wasn't able to put any weight on it. Um, I mean, I'll give I'll give him credit. The guy has the guy is absolutely balls to the wall. But uh, we'll see. We'll see just how much damage was actually done to that knee, and how much he can keep going. So, and uh, I believe that's it for the uh, the the major injury report. Um, and so now, now we will get into our kings and stings section. Uh, for those of you who have not heard the uh, the uh, the podcast or or are new to the new to the podcast this year, our our kings and stings basically we pick. Uh, Almost like a like a hockey style three you know the top three stars of the game, except we also you know give the the three worst three of the worst performances as well. So uh, we'll start out with the quarterback, and our top king was a major surprise: Ryan Fitzpatrick in New Orleans, throwing for 417 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, absolutely, just had a phenomenal game. Uh, I do not necessarily recommend to go and start picking him up and streaming him right now, but it's definitely someone to keep an eye on because, as we know from previous years, Ryan Fitzpatrick is known to just absolutely fold at any time. So, uh, so yeah, Fitzpatrick, our, our top king of the week. 
Number two, from the same game, Drew Brees for, threw for 439 yards and three TDs. Um, we kind of expect that out of Brees. Uh, you know, they usually want to stick with the running game and not have to have Brees throw it around so much. Uh, but uh, today they got behind by so much that they had no choice but to just air it out. And uh, although it was kind of a, a shaky start, Rivers uh, is our is our number three king, 424 yards and three TDs uh, in today's game in the loss to the Chiefs. So those are our three kings, Fitzpatrick, Breeze, and Rivers. Let's move on to our stings and our, our ugly performances this week. We're going to start with Thursday night football, Nick Foles, 100 and 17 yards and an interception. It was just an ugly game for Nick Foles. He's had a rough uh, preseason, never really looked comfortable. Uh, complete opposite of what happened in the, in the Super Bowl. I almost feel like Foles is better as a backup that's not being forced to start right away. Um, if we look at... Foles' real big breakout year, I want to say, was the year that they start that the Eagles started. Uh, no, was it four or five years ago? The Eagles started with um, Michael Vick, and I believe Michael Vick got injured, and then Foles ended up coming in and going, you know, throwing like thirty-one touchdowns to two interceptions or something to finish off the season. Same thing kind of happens last year, where Foles comes in, takes over for Wentz after he goes down at the ACL and has a phenomenal end of the year, a really good end of the year, phenomenal postseason, amazing uh, Super Bowl. So I'm just, I'm not sold on Nick Foles completely yet. So uh, our number two sting, Marcus Mariota, 103 yards and two interceptions. Turns out he actually was injured as well, and so he, he just was, didn't have a very good game. And our third sting is Jimmy Garoppolo. So many high expectations for him, but he finishes with 200 and 61 pass yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. It's a, just a, a rough game for, for Jimmy down in San Francisco. Or actually, it was in Minnesota against the Vikings. But, uh, you know, he should bounce. You know, we'll see how he kind of bounces back from this. Um, so, yeah, those are our, st our quarterback stings. Foles, Mariota, and Garoppolo. Moving on to the running backs, just a phenomenal I mean, you talk about just major games. Alvin Kamara continues the hot streak that he had from last year. Just an absolute beast. 141 total yards, uh, catch, uh, receiving and rushing. He had nine receptions, three touchdowns. Just proved that he is an absolute beast. And really, for the most part, can't be stopped. He's just a, he's a phenomenal runner, phenomenal with the, the ball once he gets it out in the open. He is, he is going to have a big-time year this year. Number two, James Conner gave the Steelers a whole lot to be happy about in terms of their bargaining position with Le'Veon Bell, finishing with 192 total yards, five receptions, and two touchdowns himself. This kid, I believe, is the real deal and really showed a whole lot today. Yeah, you could say it was against the Browns defense, but the Browns played pretty stout defense for the most part. Ended up getting three interceptions from Big Ben. Now, I understand it was a really nasty game with all the rain, but the Browns were also a pretty good run, uh, pretty good uh, team against the run last year as well. So, uh, Connor just, again, a phenomenal game. And, uh, and so, yeah, he's our running back number two. Number three is going to be Melvin Gordon. 
who finished with 166 total yards and nine receptions, didn't end up getting into the end zone. However, just the amount of points that he finished total with the, the, the nine receptions, the total yards, just a, a great game from him. And again, in a high-scoring high scoring game from uh, the Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, moving on to our, our running back stings. Starting off in Tennessee again, going to Derrick Henry, 31 total yards and one reception. He's, uh, oh, actually, sorry, that was, he was our number two. I actually got those backwards. Uh, so our number two sting was, was Henry with 31 total yards and one reception. He is definitely already week one being outplayed by Deion Lewis by a large margin and being outtouched by Deion Lewis by a large margin. Our number one sting. Sorry, I got those out of order. Our number one sting, uh, LaShawn McCoy, 21 total yards and one reception. It was just a awful game. Awful game for the Bills against the Ravens. They are a very, very terrible team, and it'll be interesting to see how they end up this year. Um, but yeah, just just not not a good product being put out on the field for them. And finally. Kareem Hunt with 49 total yards had 16 rushes for those for those 49 yards in a game where they just absolutely were tearing apart the uh, the Chargers. There wasn't a whole lot in the run game. They just basically, I mean, they let they let Mahomes throw the ball all over the place. I'm amazed that they didn't uh, they didn't do more with Hunt throughout the game. I, again, I think this is more of an Andy Reid thing than it is than it is a Kareem, uh, a Kareem Hunt thing. The guy has the talent; is an amazing runner. That's you know, honestly, it's the detriment for him is going to be Andy Reid, unfortunately. Moving on to wide receivers, number one wide receiver of the week, Tyreek Hill, seven receptions, 169 yards, two receiving touchdowns, and a return touchdown. The guy was an absolute beast today. I'm glad I have him on one of my teams. Just was an absolute monster. Just shows what he can do. He is he is a a, a freak with his speed, and just uh, and was on was on display today uh, against the Chargers. Number two, Michael Thomas, 16 receptions, 180 yards, and only one touchdown. But again, just a phenomenal game from him. The, really, the offense goes through Thomas and Kamara. That's, I mean, that is the offense right there. They have other options, you know, secondary options in, in Gann and Watson. And when he comes back, Ingram. But really, let's, let's be honest. This team goes through Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And, and those two being young guys, they're going to be, you know, if they can find a, well, for Drew Brees to last as long as he can. If they can find another another uh, quarterback to take over after, I and mean, that's a young quarterback, that's going to be a phenomenal offense for a long time. And number three, a guy that not a whole lot of people had on their teams, Deshaun Watson, five receptions, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, ended up actually leaving the game in the fourth quarter because of a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol, so... Maybe keep an eye on whether or not he's going to be able to play next week. Chris Godwin's definitely a guy to look at for next week if Deshaun can't play. Uh, the Stings. This one hurts me as a Seahawks fan. Uh, 
Doug Baldwin, zero receptions, zero yards. It was just a tough game. He went out early. I think he was in the first quarter when he got his leg rolled up on, maybe in the second. And then uh, on top of that, you know, just it was a it was a rough game for for the Seahawks uh, offensively a bit. So just it's it's rough seeing Baldwin struggle with the, with the the knee, especially he's got one bad knee already. And then for this to happen, uh, definitely uh, you're gonna you may need to start looking at some other options um, for wide receiver. Uh, Number two, Hogan, Chris Hogan. Everyone thought that he was going to have a huge game today, that it was going to, you know, the offense would go through Gronk and him and, and James White. Hogan, one reception for 11 yards. I think he was targeted maybe twice. Just a, a rough day for him. And number three, Sammy Watkins. A lot of people thought that he may have a, a, a resurgence. And with all the points that the Chiefs put up today, he finishes with three receptions for 21 yards. So there's our wide receivers. Now, finally, let's move on to the tight ends. And number one, of course, Gronkowski, seven receptions, 123 yards and a TD. The guy is a machine, and as long as he is healthy and, and, and Tom Brady is throwing to him, he is going to put up numbers, period. It's just, it's going to happen. Um, so a, a phenomenal game from Gronk. Number two, surprise, surprise, Will Disley, who no one, I'm sure no one had on their radar, uh, was supposed to be a blocking tight end, finished with three receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown, had a great catch on his touchdown, 20, I want to say it was like 19, 20 yards uh, in the first quarter, uh, managed to bust through some broken tackles for a 66-yard gain. Uh, then had another catch later. So a uh, big game from Will Disley. Definitely showing uh, showing the Seahawks fans a little something that he can do. That he's more than just a blocker. He's got some hands as well. Uh, number three, another tight end that I'm sure not many had in their lineups. Eric Ebron, four receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And really it was the touchdown that helped him out and in also, uh, if you look at uh, Jack Doyle, also had a, a fumble that he lost. So while Doyle had more receptions and yards, Ebron gets into the end zone. That could be a very deadly two tight end set uh, for, for Andrew Luck to be thrown to. And so uh, Eric Ebron, definitely a, a sleeper pick this year if he can continue even just, the, even just the four or five receptions for 50 to 60 yards a week. Now we get on to our stings, and these are guys that, I mean, all these guys were picked in the top five or six. I think I have all of them in my top six. Kelsey, again, all those points that are being scored by Kansas City, and Travis Kelsey has one reception for six yards. It may have been his only target as well. That's, what, that's what's so, so concerning. We'll have to you know, kind of wait and see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much yet about Travis Kelsey, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Could it, it possibly could have just been the game plan for today. Um, number two, Jimmy Graham, two receptions, eight yards. Now, for all of those who were excited about Jimmy Graham going to Green Bay, I hope that you heard a couple of us say to be careful with that because when was the last time that Aaron Rodgers truly utilized the tight end. Most of you probably can't even remember who the last tight end to finish that very high was. 
I can't even remember the guy's name, and I used to have him. I had him at one point. Well, here, let me let me look him up real quick. Give me just a second. Oh, there it is. Jermichael Finley was the last tight end I remember really having a great season for the Green Bay Packers under Aaron Rodgers. And his, I mean, his best season, what was it, 2011? Uh, 55 receptions, 767 yards, and eight TDs. The next, I mean, the next year was was a pretty good season too. Just didn't finish as much in the end zone. Sixty-one receptions for six hundred and sixty-seven yards, two TDs. So really, like I said, the last tight end to really have a great season was Jermichael Finley. They haven't been able to find a consistent tight end since then. So, um, so that's definitely something to you know caution you about Graham. And then the last one. Uh, Evan Ingram, two receptions for 18 yards. Let's be honest, the the New York Giants had a little bit of a tough a little bit of a tough uh, day today, simply because they were going up against uh, going up against a very tough defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, so yeah, overall overall just a, a rough day for for some of the top tight ends, and uh, that wraps it up for our Kings and Stings. So now what we are going to do. Uh, real quick, we are going to look at the games for Monday Night Football. For those of you who have a few people that uh, maybe are one or two players that are um, you're waiting for on tomorrow night's game, uh, I actually have Detroit's defense. Um, so here we go. Let's look at, uh, for tomorrow night's game, the first Monday night game is the New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm more than fine to stream the Lions defense for this game. Uh, we don't know what Sam Darnold's going to be able to do. Uh, I know that Jermaine Curse is is out. Um, I'm not sure about you know half their players right now. Um, I know Robbie Anderson's going to be uh, Robbie Anderson's going to be playing, but they don't have a whole lot to work with. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not too thrilled about the New York Jets right now. They may be, you know, near the cellar again and given getting another high draft pick this next year. Uh, for the Detroit Lions, Stafford, I think is will have a pretty solid game. You know, they'll be throwing the ball around. They've brought in or they drafted a running back in Carryon Johnson. Again, I want to. I've got to be able to see it. I don't trust the Detroit Lions run game. Uh, until I see it happen a couple times. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher in forever. Uh, Amir Abdullah is barely even on the roster. So um, in terms of receivers, I think Golden Tate is an automatic play just because of the volume that he normally gets. Marvin Jones uh, is still a guy to be playing. And then in terms of maybe in deeper leagues, uh, Kenny Galladay, it's possible that he could have a big game. He's just, they've had a hard time connecting uh, Stafford and Galladay in the, in the deep game. Uh, he's not even catching 50%. Didn't even catch 50% of his targets, I believe, in the preseason. Went on the field with, with, uh, with Stafford. So that's something to watch out for. But definitely uh, Stafford should have a, a pretty decent game. I like Stafford in this game. I like uh, Golden Tate. Marvin Jones I'm, I'm pretty, pretty uh, okay with. In terms of the New York Jets, not a whole lot I like. 
maybe Bilal Powell in the passing game, but that's about it. Uh, moving on to game two uh, of Monday Night Football, the L.A. Rams at the Oakland Raiders. Um, in terms of offense, uh, let's start with the Rams. They've got Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a solid streamer. You know, he had a pretty good season last year, but it wasn't blowing the roof off at all. Todd Gurley is obviously the guy to look at. They're going to to work in the ball as much as possible just because of uh, the workhorse that he is. Uh, in terms of receiving, they've got Cooper Cup, who's who's going to be a solid wide receiver three, really, in, in terms of PPR. Uh, may get some red zone looks. They've got Robert Woods, who had a decent season last year. They added Brandon Cooks. It's going to be interesting to see how all this shakes out with all the weapons that they have now. Their defense is just going to be absolutely stupid. Let's be honest. They added they added Marcus Peters. They added uh, let's see Peters. They added uh, um, uh, Akib Talib. They added Akib Talib. Plus, they've got Indomitian Sue. And Aaron Donald as their as their uh, as their defensive line. I mean, this is just this is going to be a scary defense as long as 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 you know big heads aren't getting in the way. This is going to be a scary defense to face, and so that could pose some issues for for the Oakland Raiders. Um. And so, definitely, I like the Rams' defense. In terms of the offense, for in terms of the Raiders, I'm not so sold on Marshawn Lynch, to be completely honest. Uh, they've got Derek Carr, who has been okay, but again, he's going to have people in his face. He's most likely going to have people in his face all night. You know, Amari Cooper, it, de- it all depends. He's, gonna, he's got two great corners uh, going to be playing there. There's really no one else for him to throw to except for Jordy Nelson is a possibility. I'm back and forth on him just because of his age and his injury history. This is going to be a tough game for the Raiders. I don't necessarily like you know anyone. If you've got Amari Cooper, you got to play him. Jordy Nelson, if you were desperate and needed to play him, well then you're kind of stuck. I'm not. I'm not seeing too much out of honestly out of the Oakland Raiders offense just with how with how great the uh, the Rams defense is and so that's kind of uh, our uh, or my outlook on the the games uh, for Monday Night Football I hope you guys enjoyed the episode tonight uh, the, our next episode is going to be our um, our free agent waiver wire episode we'll kind of take a look at who to pick up and who to leave alone who is the uh, who are the guys that uh, are real and who are the fake ones out there so uh Uh, Make sure to tune in uh, for our next episode. Uh, Again, my name is Ryan Sculler. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.
At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.